You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of sentiment against like getting your podcast edited on on Fiverr because it should cost more. Yeah, yeah. You but know, that, people but, people yeah. totally pimp themselves out. But that's like everything. Yeah, that's how market works. That's this capitalism game. Yeah, it's it's yeah. How, how much is it? How much yeah. is it worth? Well, the question is, how much is it worth to you? Yeah, yeah. Because you can get an app made for a hundred grand, but or we could figure out the mapping here and get it done in India and yeah. get it for ten grand. Uh, which is pretty much what everybody does. Yeah, so it is what it is. I, I have a friend who is a developer, and he's got, like, people in... Yeah. Yeah, whatever, yeah. You know? That do his the jobs that he doesn't need to do. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, exactly, because you can outsource it, and you can have yeah. more time. I have a friend who... Um, uh, like, he has a company, then part of what he does is, is edit podcasts, but he doesn't do it himself. Sure. No, no. You're the organizing man. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I mean... And I always look at the, those kinds of things and think, oh, God, that's going to be a lot of work for me to do because I'm super freaking tight and I don't want to give anybody money to do anything. Sure. Um, uh, and, and so often it doesn't work out very well yeah. when you're giving money. I was like, I just painted like a big chunk of the inside of my house in part because I didn't want to spend the money and in part because I didn't think I was going to get the work that I wanted, like the quality yeah. of work. Sure. I'm certainly experiencing that with my roof, which is still leaking. Yeah, it depends on the job for sure, but like painting an inside of a building is not that difficult. Like it's not that high scale I don't job. think so. Yeah. But if you've never done it before. True. Yeah, yeah. There's some tips and tricks for yeah, sure. Yeah, my, my um, wife's cousin and her husband, and they're just a little bit older than you, just like maybe a couple years older than you, whatever, just bought their first house. And I don't think they have any background in it at all of, yeah. like, of you know, all the painting stuff. And I'd done that s- stuff some as a kid, uh, but the first time I was faced with it, it was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you make a mistake. You figure yeah. out dripping or you figure out how many layers you need or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah, and now- How to do the electrical sockets. Right, yeah, I've yeah. done way too much of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, the bordering could be a little whatever, just tedious. Yeah, just cutting in the paint. I just, oh my god, I just spent so much on painting. I, I literally like spent six months on on yeah. stuff inside my house, and there's more to do. I got a closet to rehab, and yeah, you not know. fun. No, not the funnest stuff. Not the funnest stuff. But it's it's a weird sense of accomplishment though, doing a physical thing. Yeah, I was talking to even our barber Chris. Shout out to Chris uh, about like uh, fulfillment and like life or jobs or whatever yeah. he's like he's like yeah i have a new job every half hour and i have a completed job every half hour i was like yeah dude you're right like that's a good point yeah and he's like yeah that's like what drives me and my add a little bit like job fix job fix he's uh-huh. like that's my whole career i was like that's pretty good because there's no fix in my goddamn career there's no end <laughs> there's no project there's no like we're artists or entertainers or content creators in a way but like most creation has a final product Right. We don't really have a final product. Like, sure, we finished an episode, but next week there's got to be it's, another episode. It's at the same time uh, evergreen and disposable. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. And, it's different than a painting yeah. where, like, paintings, like, sure, you can spend a lot of hours on it, but eventually that painting is, quote, unquote, finished. You're done with it. You're yeah. going to hang that bitch on the wall. Yeah, yeah. The the rooms that I have have painted now, I will not revisit yeah. those with a paintbrush other than to touch things up that might yeah. get scraped or whatever. Different with podcasts For, and YouTube. 
years, years. The parts of my house that I had just repainted, some parts that hadn't been painted in 11 years. Yeah, what do you normally paint a, a room every 10 years? Everything seems to be going. Something like that unless your taste changes, whatever. I mean, yeah, it, my shit's gray. Who cares? Your shit is that that same gray that every everything is? No, mine's like a light, I don't want to say off-white, like a really light putty. Maybe. Okay. I think that's what my walls are. Okay. A really light putty, and then my cabinets are white. And yeah. The floor's like a dark, dark maple. It's it's like generic enough. I don't think it'll ever go out of style, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily like super in style either. You know, mm-hmm. it's... There's a particular shade of gray that most of the like flip houses in in uh, in these neighborhoods. Yeah, I bet. Um, and it, they all have kind of the same wood floors. They have so in all sort of in the same band of tile in the like yeah backsplashes. And yeah, what's the nice backsplash? I got that. It has a name. Not train. Is it train? Subway. 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 That was close. Yeah, yeah, I have that. I yeah, have that. which is a classic. Look. Yeah, that's yeah. supposed to be nice. I yeah, that's sure. yeah. I. Uh, well, eleven years ago. That's I. I put the backsplash in in my kitchen. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a like a liner of glass tile. Yeah, you know, like colored glass tile. But I think I could get into that world. Like it's like a almost a, a basic form of like design. You know, and it is, yeah, it uh, is. interior design. I get it. And whoever's interior design listening, I'm like, this is very complicated. All right, fuck you. But uh, it's like it is complicated, but it's also like just simple taste compared to designing a brand new logo or creating a cartoon channel or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's more in front of you. You're p- you're putting pieces together. You're not designing the furniture. You know, no, so I, I, could, I could really get on in that. It's more like it's more like dressing an outfit. Like I, I think I can get into design of clothes and stuff like that eventually, and that's something I might look into with some projects that may or may not be secret. But uh, I more like putting the ensemble together, putting the pieces together that are already made. Yeah, and it is obviously a little easier. Yeah, and then there's a difference between buying like um, pre-made T-shirts and throwing a logo on yeah. it that you've that you've I guess carefully crafted with a design person or. Yeah, yeah. or or carefully crafted as a design person or whatever, and doing uh, cut and sew. Yeah, 100%. Where you're working with a designer and you want it to look at a particular way and you want it to hang a particular way. 100%. 100%. For any item of clothing or, or any, and like you said, yeah, the designing of the design that you may, that everybody does in our industry yeah. and world, just print onto a shirt, that is more work because you're coming from. I don't understand all of the time what that accomplishes. The... Taking it, taking something that pre is pre-existing and throwing a uh, a logo on it or something on it. I think it's just ease of manufacturing at this point. Yeah, I and think timely, so too. right? Because we we could whip out a shirt and make ten bucks on the shirt in um, two weeks if we wanted to. Not us, but that's what people do. That's what people what do I don't shirt. like is the false advertising saying we spent so much time and this is our signature shirt and like you didn't do anything. That's right. the same shirt that everybody else sells. Yeah. Don't try to act special about it. You don't have to. You don't have to downsell or downplay yourself either. But just say this is the shirt. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say like this and that because the, the, let's say I'm making this up. There's obviously a billion, but let's say there's a hundred fitness clothing brands. Mm-hmm. I'd say that I know of, and I know like owners, and I know the back end of a lot of these. I would say less than five percent are cut and sew. Yeah, that's probably true. You know. That's probably true. Maybe ten percent now because the internet and these brands have been around around a while, and so they probably get bored or tr- trying to find a way to make more money, and so they go into cut and sew. Like cut and sew takes more time, but eventually, if you have your own manufacturer, you will make more money. This is the question I think because I mean I'm sitting here wearing a West Side versus the World hoodie, but like I contributed to the Kickstarter, which is how I got this, and it's meaningful to me because I was 
involved in conversations with the director when the when the project was just getting you know yeah some legs was, yeah just at the twinkle in the eye stage you know and so that's meaningful to me but I but I don't know like you're wearing a, a local brand yeah. hat see I think this is cutting so I maybe yeah is at, le- at least to some extent because I, I haven't seen like a, a felt tipped hat shout out to all good shout out to Jason uh, who's been around in the, the, the you know streetwear scene since the 90s really um but yeah I don't think there's like a felt you know yeah like the hat maybe maybe but then the insides lined there's like at least very details the back has a leather strap opposed to and it's printed on like at least there's a lot of details on it that are different that makes it particularly less common i don't think i've yeah. seen a, no. a leather strap on a hat like yeah. that yeah or know. with like a logo sorry for those that aren't on there like the logo's on the strap oh yeah yeah like they printed the logo yeah, yeah, on the strap and then stamped. underneath uh in the hat there's their logo as well leather stamped yeah oh yeah yeah no like say at least they at least if it is some kind of generic they put a lot it's more all work customized. into it yeah yeah which i obviously have a high respect for just growing up kind of in the streetwear era yeah so like when you wear it what does it mean to you i don't know i think uh i mean obviously the phrase i think is cool all good never better uh because I'm not all good and it's been better, but <laughs> I think I think just because uh, it's like a positive note, you know, uh-huh. uh, that's one thing I, I do resonate with the brand. Um, two, I like supporting local stuff. I like supporting homies. Like Barber Brigade are obviously really good friends and they sponsor me, but I, I'd support nonetheless just because mm. Bart and Gio have been so good to me as friends. Um, and there's other stuff of that nature as well. Two, I actually like the the style and, and stuff that these companies do make. Um, but I think more so just supporting people that I think are doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have a, a chance to meet Jason, the owner of uh, the company's official, which was his older brand, and then All Goods, the newer one. And uh, like he's just so open. Like uh, again, I may or may not have a secret project where I'm <laughs> diving into this world, <laughs> and I'll like ask him anything. He's like, "Yeah, just email me. I'll give you that contact or this information." Or like. You know, real genuine people that know that we can all kind of rise together and make money and me selling, you know, uh, a hat won't take away from him selling a hat. Uh, Mm -hmm. You and I have been similar with podcasts. Like some people are probably weird. I don't know. But like they probably think if someone's listening to this podcast, they're not going to listen to that podcast. And so we can't hang out with those people or whatever it might be. Or if this person owns a gym, we can't own a gym. Or if you sell, you know, a hoodie, I don't want to be friends with people that sell hoodies or I don't know. It's just all so stupid. People want to create factions and tribes where they don't necessarily need to exist. We have plenty of that stuff without people just creating it. You yeah, know? I, the term tribe is weird, and I know there's that book going around. I don't read books, but uh, and people are all about it. I think there's a huge difference in like building community and being a part of something and being a part of something bigger than yourself um, than there is like yeah, like making teams. You know, like it's not my team versus your team. Like I can have my community. We can have this awesome community that supports and listens to 50% Facts. And they can also go and listen to Omar uh, Iron Culture. Like you can be part of that community as well. You can be a part of multiple communities, I guess. And you can't be a part of multiple teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that that's probably true. And as much as sometimes you see people doing stuff in the market and you kind of want to go, why do people support that? Yeah. I do that every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah. I was having some conversations about stuff like this and how I'm, you know, you as well and Omar and a couple of our close-knit crew, Eric Helms, Alan, they're all are way different than what's going on in the industry or what's going on in the industry for a long time or even what's going on in society in a long time. I've had multiple people point out to me that like I'm just, and you are as well actually and uh, some of our friends as well, but just like 
we're not stereotyped into a lot of things, whether it be the stereotypical male, uh, mm-hmm. who's maybe misogynistic, or the stereotypical jock, mm-hmm. which I've been a jock my whole life, or the stereotypical powerlifter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really resonate with any of those um, types of people. <laughs> I just haven't, like... I don't powerlift for the same reason those people do. Like, to listen to heavy metal and deadlift away my pain. Like, that. I've never done that i've never i never did that either yeah yeah it's not really it's not really me and you know if people if it works for people that's great sure yeah it, i'm not against it it's just i did it's, yeah. it's we're not this we don't connect we connect through the barbell me and all you people yeah, out there right. we don't connect because i'm running away from my pain to deadlift like yeah i, I the deadlifts never helped my pain yeah not that i don't got pain but that's just never helped yeah, sometimes it's more about the mechanics of the activity and not really the um, the motivations that get people. Yeah, 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 exactly. Into into exactly the that spot where they're they need to do that thing. I've never I've never said, "Geez, I really need to go work out because I'm going to feel better." No, yeah. I need to work out because I have a plan towards something. Sure. Or I don't want to be fat, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Or I'm going to punch this guy. I got to go deadlift instead. Or yeah. I'm going to go do these drugs, so I better go deadlift instead. I've never been like that either. No, I just yeah, and I. I Neither one of us is a particularly um, excitable lifter. Yeah. Either a, a, a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah, yeah. I tend to get really quiet. Um, I don't yeah. understand people who have to get crazy hyped. I think I broke my hype meter. Yeah. I used to get hyped, and I can't anymore. Like, I, I don't know if that's an actual adrenal thing that I unplug. But I, like, I just can't get, like, angry to deadlift something or something. You know, like maybe, a little fired up, power up. Maybe got older. Yeah, that could have been it too. Or te- just 10 years of anything, you probably get burnt out. But what I was heading with is, is people told me to start a podcast kind of like how they put it, like shining a light on the negative kind of stuff of the typical lifter or the typical mm. company or the typical branding or the typical podcast where it's so convoluted. And Omar actually made a really good post today about it, which maybe I'll even read out loud um, here in a sec. But the issue with that, and I kind of told this person that was telling me to make that kind of content, like, Mike, you're different. Mm-hmm. Like show show them like point a light on these mm-hmm. scummier, <laughs> slimier business people or or fitness people right where and it can go as scummy as the fit t steroid lie to you to your face and it layers all the way down. Mm-hmm. But the issue is is which Omar posted about is like the terms organic, uh, authentic, uh, true, uh, real, uh, relatable. All these things people understood now that those resonate with an audience and so they would put up a fake authenticity to connect to an audience to build trust to then sell them a product because they know this could be monetized rather than just actually being themselves Mm. speaking freely speaking with no filters or like when i want to sell you guys something we sell you something like that's my job like i'm not ashamed of it and i don't have to like backward end you into buying whatever products support this podcast or my life or my business right i just tell you like hey man this is for sale hey i made this hey check this out rather than you know backdooring this authenticity and then when a product comes around i lie to you about it like this cbd changed my life like you know like yeah and that's that's the big difference but but it's so hard because there's so many people doing this now where, right. where YouTube used to just be authentic. You know, when you when you used to watch YouTube fitness in 2013, there was nothing but authentic uh, organicness because that's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was Matt Ogus in his kitchen with a shitty camera. It was uh, us in a closet recording podcasts. Mm-hmm. It was Omar on his on his you know crappy camera in the in the gym, being all weird and excited, lifting a Power Ranger outfit. Like all there was is authentic. But once people saw or smelt money, now it's fake authentic running around. But yeah. you can't but you can't expose that. 
And you guys might be thinking it now, you bastards out there and bastardettes. I don't know what a female <laughs> bastard. I don't want to hold you guys out. You you can't now. I can't expose that without it sound like me bitching or jealous. Trust me, I'm not jealous. I do not want mm. anything to do with that world. Props to the people with more followers than me, making more money uh, mm-hmm. in a lying path. That's not for me. I'll make less money and stick to my guns. But you can't expose these things without looking like a witch hunt or like a, a hater. It kind of depends, on I think, on how big your audience is and how niche your audience is because um, I'm going to get into a territory here. People don't read too much into this or go ahead and read as yeah, much as, much to as possible. But uh, I went to a podcast movement in August. And uh, I sat in on a panel uh, that was moderated by uh, Jordan Harbinger, who uh, uh, was part of the Art of Charm podcast. And then, uh, which of those that don't know is probably top twenty. Whatever it's a top. It's one of the top big. podcasts. And uh, he had a significant falling out with his two other partners, and they just cut him off. They just like, like trashed him. Basically, they just, they you know changed his email addresses and they they took him off of bank accounts and you know turned into a big legal situation. And he, uh, I had known this was the this was the case. He went on everybody else's podcast and said, "I'm starting a new podcast, and I hate those other guys because of what they did to me, and I hope they die in a fire." And pretty much used those words exactly. And his point was, I need to separate myself from those people because I need people to know that I have an integrity that doesn't allow me to do go in the direction they're going. And I think they're, they're scummy or whatever, you know? Um, and so I knew that he had done that. I listened to probably the most significant of those podcast episodes that he did with other people. And so when I got a chance to talk to him in person, I said, so tell me, (laughs) was that worth it to you? Like, was it worth yeah, it to be, out. be that open about it? Because he didn't talk about the specifics of how it happened. He talked about the specifics of what they did and the direction they were going. But, like, he didn't talk, you know, no no real nitty-gritty details. Yeah. Um, and he said, absolutely it was, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think maybe we're just in such such a tight niche and that we're known in a particular way that like going out on a crusade, like you're talking about with like doing a podcast that shines a light on whatever, you yeah. know, TMZ, everything, yeah, kinda. you know? Yeah. Even though and TMZ it, even in itself, yeah, it seems like a witch hunt after a while. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think that you, there's an argument to be made that you could go that direction. And there's an argument to be made that you could be successful going that direction. Highly and, successful. And I don't, and I'm not, um, this is not critical of Jordan at all. And I know he's friends with Jason Galipa, whom we know. Um, I, I, it, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like what what can you get away with with your with your audience when you're um, criticizing other people in your industry. Yeah, yeah, and and just in like even a business sense, since we are like you know we got no veils up here. Like even in a business sense, you start to be that guy. Then it, eventually, it does turn into like you're the drama reporter, like TMZ, right? And like business wise, it, it's never a good look. Like. If you want to sell products or start a brand or start a company, there's not much to be done in that department. You know, you don't see people rocking the TMZ cap mm-hmm. or, or starter jacket. Like it just doesn't really become that way uh, opposed to whatever, you know, Travis Scott who makes music that everyone listens to, his shirts right now used are going for $500 on the internet. Like those things you can monetize. You know what I mean? But okay, when you say his shirts, a brand that he endorses? Yes, no, just his merchandise. His personal merchandise. His company, but not like what he wore. 
I was yeah. gonna say, like, does he? No, no, okay. no, just any. You know what I mean? Just because Five, again, it's like five hundred dollars for for yeah. uh, you know a sweaty T-shirt from somebody. Yeah, that, that makes that's more sense. Gonna, but it's not. That's gonna ring him so, in somebody's mind. <laughs> there but. was something that just happened of that nature. I forgot what it was. Fuck, I wish I remembered. It was like a Star Wars or Star Trek thing, like someone's outfit, and it sold for way less than I had guessed. Oh, really? Yeah. I think about back in the day, um, <laughs> our friend Robot got offered 300 bucks for his, you know, like game-worn socks. Yeah, I just got a little, uh, so I, <laughs> if you guys follow me on Instagram, I put out like whatever, just silly, making fun of Fitzbo out, uh, pictures or whatever. I did that for like a while. And so then I just reposted one and uh, someone messaged me and I, because I, I like answer basically every DM and that's not an invitation for you nerds out there to just bug me. DM but, everything <laughs> in yeah, the world, yeah. Which happens anyways. But uh, I've answered every DM since I've started this career. And, uh, so I scrolled back up and some dude offered me $100 for a booty picture. <laughs> and then uh, and then because I made this new picture, he had upped his offer. This one was $500 for a booty picture. I was like, wow. I'm finally, that's, I'm internet, whatever. That's Christmas right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice steak dinner. I should have taken it, but I got morals and these glutes are for my wife. The glutes are made for walking. For my future yeah. wife. For your future wife. That's nowhere to be found. We were going to talk about... Uh, we we're gonna talk about real things, but we were talking. To, we got started. What were we gonna uh, talk about? Oh, uh, uh, yearly wrap up. Happy yeah, New Year, kids. Yes, like yeah. Ha- happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, we're um, favorite episodes. Favorite episodes of the year. I'm gonna look. I, I'm gonna say that my favorite, mo- my most fun episode of the year uh, was had to be one of the ones that we did with. Um, with Omar and I know I was gonna, Eric. I was going to say my favorite wasn't even on our show. How bad is that? Our favorite, my favorite was when we talked to Eric, uh, Omar, and Alan. And Alan, yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was that actually that that's a sh- that's an episode that could have been on our show as well. Yeah. We could have we could have double posted that one. But yeah, having a group around, having uh, Eric and and Omar around, we recorded multiple podcasts for their uh, podcast, Iron Culture, and multiple for our own here. Um, was a lot of fun just because we don't get that many in person. Yeah, podcast, and then even though uh, some of our guests are buddies of mine, you know, we had uh, Jacob Ross and a bunch of really cool people, Jordan Shallow, a bunch of people I do consider friends. Um, over the phone's a little bit different, mm-hmm. uh, and then also just Omar and Eric are obviously just uh, on such a similar wavelength uh, than we are. So it was uh, obviously easy to talk to them. Recording just as easy it is to talk to them, not recording. Um. Eric is an interesting case. I want to talk to him for, talk about him for just a second. Like he's 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 so smart, and he will he will battle wits with you, but it's never unkind in any. You know, I'm yeah. like, yeah, he's not arrogant. No, 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 no. He's just a super kind person, and just like I, I like you don't meet that many people. Yeah, I think a lot of people with high intellect either tend to um, be disconnected from like the social cues and social you know charisma mm-hmm. it takes to have that kind of banter or yeah they're so maybe they do have that kind of a little bit of charisma or gift to gab about them but then they're so arrogant they always just come off not cool <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and Eric's just one of the few that and Omar too actually if you're talking about just really high intellect we're like I'm I'm pretty average brained guy over here Omar's got a really high IQ I don't know if he's ever had it tested but I just what I do know, I'm just enough smart to know when other people are smart, <laughs> and Omar is smart, and uh, Eric, Eric has really high uh, IQ as well, and they're both obviously very well read. So, yeah, I know singling Eric out is really no, um, it's no knock on anybody else that we talk to. He just, 
an exceptionally kind person. Yeah. Um, Jacob also. Shout out to Jacob. His um, his son is due in Soon. about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about trying to go out to Chicago. I don't know when or if I'm going to make it happen, but one day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, Jacob is one of those people that I don't like long periods of time to go that I haven't hung out with him. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been longer than I intended. Yeah. He's doing less traveling. Yeah. A new family member on his way. So yeah, I think he's just, uh, laying low. I text little, him here and there. Little jacks. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago would be good, but it's a little cold for me right now. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I got a couple friends there. I'm, so, uh, I'm going to be in <laughs> Halifax, Nova Scotia. Cold. Cold and then New York City, also yeah, cold, very cold. Yeah, I got no plans to travel right now. I thought I was, but because of projects that may or may not be coming to light soon, I, I don't think I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, yeah. I think 2020 is another uh, hit the ground here in town year. Yeah, well, there's there's plenty to be done here. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are your favorite? I, I keep telling you guys to hit us on Twitter. I th- I like Twitter, but I think it does take a particular audience, and maybe our audience is more of the Instagram audience. That's a good possibility. Yeah, do us a favor. Uh, hit us on Instagram, Mike 2 ks the Jim McD, and, and you can hit it in your story if you want to help promote us. We'll, we'll I'll repost you guys. You might be able to get some love that way, a little shout-out on Instagram. Um, but hit us with your favorite episode of the year. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, 2020 and some of the cool guests branched out a little bit uh we try to go you know talk a little bit about dating we talk a little bit about olive oil with my moms um and a couple other different topics i do want to kind of talk about like business or some financial stuff or the stock market or some of these weird things uh, we might try to dig into some of those experts but it seems by feedback from you guys um that fitness and health is still number one so we'll have to keep digging uh deeper and deeper into uh some of the experts and some of the topics uh the psychologist we had on uh, was a lot, a lot of fun to talk about some of that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to dig more into that, whether it be sports related or not. Um, I just find it super interesting um, to see how, why people act or think kind of how they do. Um, so that might be another category or topic that we dig into more in a little 2020. Um, we covered all the basis or the basics uh, really, really well, I think. So then it's time to get a little more particular. Right. I think that, um, I think that a thing that is my favorite about the about the whole year is that if you take the bits and pieces, if you've been listening and you've been listening closely, as we're going into the first of the of the year, when so many people get motivated to to have New Year's resolutions and all that sort of thing, um, like we've given you a pretty good basic toolkit. You take the particular pieces of information, the fact that. You know, you need to be in a caloric deficit if you're going to lose weight. You need to be in a caloric surplus if you're trying to gain muscle. You, um, all this is is simple, and you shouldn't take it in, as anything more than being simple. Um, yeah, yeah, it can be. Once you understand the concepts, it can all be insanely simple. Yeah, it's just about the application. Yeah, uh, if you can be motivated and dedicated to, um, you know, control your intake and in, in whichever direction you need to go, if you can be motivated to get to the gym the requisite number of times to a certain degree it is a um it, it's a quantity argument because unless you go you're not going to improve yeah and sometimes you, you don't have to be in the best mood to go to the gym you don't have to you don't, definitely don't have to have the best workout ever. you don't every have time. to have the best yeah. workout every time all those things like nearly every episode comes down to the simplicity the the personal responsibility uh and the um 
I don't know, whatever the third adherence. Thing is. Yeah, there adherence we go. Adherence over long term. Oh, yeah, time. I mean that's literally what it all is. Yeah, that's what it all is. Like, yeah. and I, I mean, we 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 could put a bow on it right now, and there'd be enough. But yeah. but we're not going to do that. We're yeah. we're going for we have plenty of other things that we want to get into, and as you said, like deeper into some topics. But yeah. In terms of the basics, I think it's all here. Yeah, and even uh, some of the recent episodes, there's some throughout the year sprinkled out, uh, or or more specific. You know, whether you need muscle damage or not to mm-hmm. to to get stronger, to get bigger, um, things of that nature. Because there is, you know, a lot of anecdotal um, experience and things that people believe they know what works best or right. Um, but science still is catching up to practices that have been going on mm-hmm. in the weight room for a long time. You know, like strength and conditioning science is fairly new in the scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Powerlifting is really new in the scheme of things as a sport. Mm-hmm. It's a little different than running or wrestling or something of that nature. So um, a lot, lots to still be discovered. What do you think that we were the most wrong about in our 50%-ness? I don't know. I, I have a, a very recent example. Yeah, go. Um, it's the intuitive eating thing. I didn't understand uh, it yeah. at all. I didn't get it at all at all. It sounds like a different thing than what it is. Yeah, I think I kind of understood it. I, I obviously can't, couldn't put into words as well as our guest did. Um, and then the other issue, too, for me personally, and this is no bash on our guest or, or even the thing, but like anytime you start to label something, it just sounds like another diet to me, right? Because now you're trying to sell intuitive eating. Well, like, I get it. And, and it, intuitive eating is like the communism of the fucking <laughs> food world, you know? Like, you're not thinking, you're not guilty, everything. All right, yeah. But is that really possible for the majority of us? I don't know. But again, I think just for me personally, when I hear like another name or label, it just seems like going back to the beginning of the podcast, like another marketing thing. And it's not. It's not. Even though some people have done it, now they're coaching intuitive eating. Right. Like, okay, okay, okay. Right. But, I mean, it's really all about removing the, you know, the guilt and shame associated yeah. with it. And I, I never really had that. I've, I mean, and I've always kind of seen, seen past the, the dirty food, clean food yeah. dichotomy and all that kind of stuff. I, I've never really just bought into that. And other people do, and other people, maybe they need to, you know? I mean, Yeah, it, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, when it comes comes back to something like, um, oh my God, what was the documentary that everyone was just talking about? The Game Changers. Game Changers, yes. When it comes down to Game Changers, it's like Game Changers may be wrong on a lot of points, many, 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 many points, but it's also not impossible for pe- people to benefit from it. It's yeah. the same kind of thing with like good food, bad food. For sure. You know, you can take that approach and you can still be successful. It is the is it the most most mentally healthy thing? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Is it the most mentally healthy thing for some people? For sure not. Yeah. And same even with the documentary. We, we bashed it pretty hard. Like, um, but can but you? We, we were very kind to it. Ba- ba- yeah, compared to others, for yeah. sure. Uh, Lane Norton. <laughs> but if you if you go uh, into any documentary with an open mind and just take it as some information or know that it's biased yeah, yeah you can learn a lot from a lot of netflix specials or, or learn a little from a lot of netflix specials. Yeah. but uh it's just when people start and they have for a long time i made this tweet a long time ago and people got butthurt uh, but it's a it's a tweet you idiots it's not a, i'm not writing a book uh, i just said like uh, and i swear i was the first one to say this and and i will argue anyone i'll go find the tweet i said like 2014 or something i said like don't make your diet your religion right and everyone's like well don't you think it's good maybe to be powerful and, and really bought into your like, shut the fuck up you know you know what I meant um, and people will go to war and it's probably the worst it's ever been uh, it's always kind of been you know west side versus or conjugate versus 
linear periodization mm-hmm. or or uh, keto versus vegan. It's always been that way, but it's probably it's worse it's ever been right now because of the internet and because of this kind of tribalism we were talking about. Again, you can be part of a community that likes to eat a mm-hmm. lot of meat, but that doesn't mean you have to be on team meat versus team mm-hmm. veggie. Like one, right. you you can kind of be part of both communities, um, and that's obviously. I don't know if it's human nature uh, or if it's just our society at the time because it's working from the top down from politics all the way down to this stupid lifting game. To answer me this question, um, have you ever been, are you now or have you ever been, um, someone who um, gets a whole lot out of joining something? See, I don't know because I, 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 and I say these things because I've been there, you know, like I was, I ate keto for three years. Like mm-hmm. I understand this stuff. Um, I don't think I ate keto to put keto in my Instagram name. And I don't think, I, I don't know. I just don't, maybe because I don't identify or, or connect with a lot of humans or communities. I've never been that guy. The one thing I have kind of felt is basketball. There's kind of been like, if I had an identity growing up or like a culture growing up, I was really connected to that. But, but was it as a basketball player or was it as a member of a team or both I think, of those things I think at the a little time? bit of both. I think a little bit of both. Definitely I, I was down with my team, um, but I was down with like the culture of the whole thing. And I still kind of wear that badge a little bit. Um, but I, 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 it's, again, not something I put in my Instagram bio to battle baseball players or whatever it might be. You know, I've never been. Yeah. And I think maybe that's just because I am different. I, I always say I'm different. I always say I'm weird, jokingly or not. Uh, that I don't like fully connect with these people. Mm. I don't fully connect with the typical powerlifter. And everyone gets into powerlifting for their own reasons because someone else is going to yell at me like, well, I'm not that guy either. Okay, buddy, you're not like me either, little Timmy. But I just don't, you know, I don't feel that. Where some people maybe, I don't know, I guess cult, you know, cult-like if we want to go right. to the extreme. Like I'm so lost and now I'm latching on to this and now I'm dream, you know, eating Tide Pods on the internet or whatever This is the thing that concerns me about yeah. a lot of this uh, the yeah. tribalism stuff is that people get way too much of their identity from it. And yeah. I think that, you know, like an identity as a an athlete or a member of a team or whatever is one of the things that we talk to a couple of different yeah. people about over the course of the years. If you can't identify as more than one thing, if you lose that thing that is the major part of your identity, you are lost. Yeah, and it's okay to identify as multiple things. And I think that's right. probably a little bit healthier. Or just don't be so attached to anything. And maybe that's just the phase I am right now. And maybe five years from now, I'll argue that. Or five years ago, I would have argued against you know Mike right now. But... Um, and there is arguments to be made. Like, well, no one ever, you know, went to the Olympics or did anything awesome by not being all in. And I get that. But I also think you can be all in um, and still not um, be so one-track minded. You, th- you can have, like, be one goal-oriented and mm-hmm. be very driven and very passionate and very intense, which I think I am, um, without being so blinded. You don't have to have blinders on. Mm-hmm. You can be a fan of something. And we're talking like about us personally. You can get a fan of something, but like I've never been a. I've described myself as a diehard fan, but that's just to people who, who need to hear it that way. Yeah. But the re- reality is, I've never been so much of a diehard fan of, of anything. Me neither, really. Like I've never had like a Tom Brady poster. Yeah. Like you know, like when I was real little, sure. Like I, I had a bunch of Michael Jordan stuff, but like so did every person in the world. Like it's not like I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Star Wars, I guess people would claim, but that's like a little bit more just like me joking and not like it's a gimmick. Like I do really enjoy Star Wars, mm-hmm. but I'm not like, I could have not gone see this movie and I wouldn't have died. 
Right. I really like it. And yeah. that's going to be our next episode. Yeah, exactly. But I, You yeah. know what I mean? But like the fanatics have to go. It's like a drug. Right. I didn't have, I don't have that. I they, enjoyed all the movies and I like the world. Yeah. They get too much FOMO when they have to go. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. really have that. Yeah. No, no me either. Or for a sports team or for powerlifting. I used to feel guilt, but I think it was a different issue of not like training. You know, I had mm. more like whatever it, whether it be eating disorder or body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. I, I had those issues by not working out. Mm-hmm. Not because I miss powerlifting and this, if I, um, my deadlift's going to go down mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be the powerlifter I once was and not because of that. Even now, like I'm very weak. I'm the weakest I've ever been. I'm going to make a little comeback here in 2020, hopefully. There's a secret announcement. Um, I'm going to try to powerlift again, but I've never, yeah, I never, People ask me too, like what? Uh, I think someone's asked me, like what? Uh, what if? What if you know you were your strongest four years ago? You're never going to be that strong again. I'm like, well, well, then I'm never going to be that strong again. Yeah, <laughs> Whoopie doopie. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Where other people are attached to that, and I can understand. Again, I can understand how you can be attached to that. Um, I was attached to that a little bit in basketball, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just don't get it. I don't get it. No, I understand because I don't get it either. And. And it doesn't mean that we can't have emotion around those things. Sure, or be really into it, or try our best. Or yeah, it's just that it's not it's not ever so all consuming. Yeah, I, and I, I would argue that I, I went at powerlifting for probably five five to eight years, just as hard as the the best powerlifters in the world. Hmm. I didn't miss a session. I never took a week off. You know, my diet, hmm. my sleep. I, I went. I didn't. I stopped drinking alcohol. Um, I've drank more alcohol this last year, which is nothing compared to the average <laughs> human. But just because now I wasn't. Waking up at 8 a.m. to squat every day. You know? Right, right. Um, so I, I, it's not like I didn't go after it. It just didn't uh, consume. And sometimes I consume my thoughts a little bit because I'd be programming myself or analyzing mm-hmm. myself. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it is different than full identity, I think, or being so bought into this cult, for lack of a better word. Yeah. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, so to switch gears... Um, Guests that we had not met in person before that were the like nicest surprise. Teddy was really cool talking to physical therapist Teddy. We just had yeah. on. Um, I don't know why he just seemed cool uh, joking around with him. Um, and I've followed him on Instagram probably for years. But uh, I think a lot of our guests I had met at some point. I'm trying to think. I I had seen Dr. Jimmy Bagley speak in person, but I not actually oh, yeah. had not actually met him in yeah, person. He was really cool, super super cool. Yeah. Actually, need to go and check out his lab. Still, it's just the. Yeah. The summer turned into uh, me working on my house every extra spare minute, so yeah. I didn't really take the time to do any of that kind of stuff. But Yeah, maybe that's even more of a new goal for 2022 to, to get some guests that we've never talked to or heard of. I mean, we're lucky in a sense, too, where a lot of our network and friends are experts in a lot of fields um, just through the years of yeah. being in the industry. That's what happens when you're in a in single industry for 10 years. But um, and, and if you're um, just a just a look under the hood uh, on our side when we have somebody on that we don't have any real previous experience talking to um i don't know i think that our just our experience for having been on uh done doing podcasting and youtube and social media and all that stuff for as many years as we have i don't ever feel nervous going into any interviews with people that we've never talked to before yeah I don't know if they do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, if we're making them nervous at all, but... Um, yeah, I don't really either. Uh, Not anymore. 
I've yeah. said enough stupid shit and done enough dumb shit on the internet that I can't mess up any worse. Yeah. Well, I also know that I can edit things. So. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> Unless the situation just doesn't go well. But we haven't had that happen. Uh-uh. We haven't had anybody walk out on an interview yet. I don't know. Maybe that should be our goal for 2020. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had enough fired up. Yeah, maybe if we get two guests and we get some people arguing about the... And they could fight with each other. Yeah, counter. We could, we'd be decent uh, moderators, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. Maybe we do a little live debate sometime. Yeah. We'll for see. sure. We'll see. Um, any closing thoughts on 2019, the year that we're kissing goodbye here very shortly? Nothing. I got nothing. I'm not a big year-end guy. Uh, I'm like a medium what? year-end guy. It feels like a little bit of a new start and cleanse, which always kind of feels nice, you know? And I take a couple weeks to... I took my first, like I guess, vacation. Not even a vacation. Mental break from work mm-hmm. the, uh, these last couple weeks, so... Just revving back up, and that kind of feels good, but I'm not like, yeah, the New Year's resolution guy. I've tried it. Nothing ever stuck. I'm not a big resolution guy either. Uh, I will say that like one year my resolution was never to drink beer out of a bottle. Interesting. <laughs> well, because you enjoy it differently. It tastes different. It's You're really kind of allowing it to maximize itself. Yeah. So if you're drinking it out of a bottle, to me, if you're drinking a beer out of a bottle, you're just trying to get drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I realize that's prejudicial. That's not yeah, yeah. probably true. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But... If you can't take a minute to pour it into a glass and give it a chance to get some air and oxidize. And, people, you know. There was a faux pas. I don't even know if that's the right word. There was a stigma against drinking canned beer, too, for a while. Which uh, is false. Yeah. Turns out that's false. It but there was one. There was one, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the best description I had is like, where do you think, because everyone says draft's the best. Draft uh, is the best, but, but it, think about it, it comes how much. From, well, think about it, it comes from a keg, which, which is just a big can. Just a big <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah. Then I was exactly. like, "Fuck, you're right," because I had the same thing. I was like, "I don't want canned beer. That's gross. It tastes metally." <laughs> Except that it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Except no, that it doesn't. One hundred percent in your head. The yeah, the thing about um uh like kegs is is typically is just that that it's fresher. Sure. It's yeah, just sure, newer, sure, sure. and you have some sense that it's probably always been stored correctly, as sure. opposed to what you get. You know, yeah, been on a truck from yeah. Missouri forever. Yeah, I um, have a bunch of weird beers in my fridge at the moment because my wife had a party at the house on, uh, yeah, yeah, on Monday, and people brought stuff. Good and little variety. And I have, I have a, a freakish variety, but I'm. I was telling you uh, off air. I got sick a couple of weeks ago when I was in San Francisco working, and my appetite is still not yeah. back. And alcohol is sort of the last thing I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, not great when you got stomach issues. No, no, no not at all. Yes, yeah, probably my last couple of weeks of really indulging as well. Even though I, don't, I say indulging, you guys are like, "Well, Mike's probably an alcoholic." Like me, indulging is two glasses of wine. Yeah, that's getting after it. But I feel weird having two glasses of wine on a Thursday. You know, it shouldn't. That's uh-huh. completely normal. If you're not having them for breakfast, you're probably okay. No, it's it's got to be dark out. I even I don't even like drinking in the day for some reason. It's you're like not a weird a drinker. Head thing. I mean, I'm not against it if you're at a ba- uh, a baseball game or something like having a beer or something. Sure. I don't even like to have a beer at a baseball game because I know I'm going to get up. To, I'm going to have to get up and go to the bathroom. A True. Bunch. And I'm going to end up buying twenty hot dogs or something stupid. I'm going down the bad path. That's a possibility too. Yeah, for sure. Um. All right. Let's just put a bow on this one. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. We thank you so much for your um, uh, appreciation of this show since we started uh, roughly a year ago. Um, we have a lot of fun doing the show. We ha- we hope that you enjoy listening. My wife started listening to the show. I don't Uh-oh. know how I feel about that yet. Yeah, we got to watch what I say now. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know. You probably don't. You probably don't. She, she hasn't had, she said nice things to say about All you, right. so there, right. there you go. I haven't fucked up yet. Um, yeah, so. give us a rating review as always. It always helps us out. Yep. Um, stay safe. 
be with your family. If you ain't got family, be with your loved ones. If you ain't got loved ones, fuck them. Have fun by yourself. And uh, we'll catch you in uh, the new year, friends. Uh, yeah, I am at the Jim McDay on all the social medias. And the show is 50% Facts, where percent is a word all spelled out and stuff on Instagram and Twitter. And we will uh, just talk to you real soon. Bye.